Welcome guys, we are back with the two whatever's way up. I am your hostess and horror horror hope. Today I have Seth with me. Hello everybody. And also the man with the plan, Jesse. Yes, we're here once again to talk about Secret Evasion and how horrible Disney actually really is. Mm. So there's a couple of things we wanted to bring up with Secret Invasion. Typically, whenever we do these types of episodes, we wait till the end of the season before we do like a recap or something. Today, there's so much all wrapped up in what's going on between the AI, where the fuck is Marvel going, the actual comic series. Like, there's just so much to talk about, even with just the first episode released. We had to jump the gun on this. We couldn't wait for the season, whatever, to complete. So we just wanted to jump on in. And Jesse, I know you had very, very strong feelings about this before any mm-hmm. of us really even spoke out, even though I was the one who read the series. <laughs> um, yeah. Was like, why Why did you want to, like, bite down on this so much? Well, first, I've never read uh, all of Secret Invasion. I think I read a little bit. Um, and I didn't watch the show because I... Uh, or the first episode, I, at least. I, yeah, I didn't watch the first episode. Mainly because I heard about the AI stuff in the show. Mm. Um, so for those who don't know, there's uh, they the AI generated the credits for the show. Instead of hiring actual creative people, instead of hiring like actual artists to be on the show to do the credit sequence, they just said, oh, just screw it. Just do, let AI do it. And their justification Gross. was that Oh well, it, you know the morphing and the the manipulation. It looks like the scroll shape shifting. That's bullshit. That that they did it because it was cheap and there's a writer strike going on and they didn't want to pay anybody. That's why. Okay, and I get that. A lot of people agree with you. There's a lot of artists who agree with you, and there's there's just a very a lot of controversy going on around this. Uh, before I say anything, Seth, uh, what about you? What What is your two cents on the whole AI situation? I, I, I feel like cavemen that discovered fire the first night that they did. <laughs> and like some of them were super scared of it and some of them were probably really into it, right? And, yeah. and there, then a decision had to be made. How do we use this like well, right? And now here in 2023, our question is how do we use AI ethically? And... This ain't it. This is. I don't think no. this is the ethical use. No, it's. Not. I don't think this is the ethical use. And and my 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 issue directly with like the situation here is the the reason that they threw out that Jesse just mentioned there. Um, it undoes what the scrolls seem to. They want us to think they represent in the MCU, which is the immigrant story. So like, are they? Are they shape-shifting immigrants that we don't need to be scared of, or are they soulless AI? You know, like I don't, I, I don't think you get to have it both ways. That's my issue. I don't, I don't think that AI is the the correct like use to to say that you know we're we're using AI because they're shape-shifting and and it's like a new person or, or a new kind of thing in our world. And it's like I, it just doesn't track for the immigrant story that they want it to be. Yeah, and. And so th- that's the issue that I take with it, that, that they want us to believe that it was intentional. Like, uh, yeah. And, and maybe if that's how you cut a corner and you make a show like this on the cheap, 
and, and you're like us, you know, when we work on our all, our small productions, I use AI to sync our audio in Premiere. Like the, it, there are ethical uses of it, but it's me. It's my brain telling right. it what to do. And then, you know, it's Marvel. They've got money. That that's mm-hmm. not the issue here. You know, lots what I mean? of like, money. I I can forgive a lot of small creators using AI to to fill in what they just don't have the budget for. But I, this is not one of those cases. And I think anyone making those kinds of arguments is being a little disingenuous. So that's that. I, I'm I, I think I AI could be exciting for filmmaking. I don't think we should be leaning on it as the the source of creation. Yeah. yeah. No, I I a thousand percent agree. Uh, I will say that the fact that you mentioned the whole immigration thing, all that, I mm. do find it a smidge really fucking tasteless how they start out everything in Russia. Like, <laughs> uh, I'll, like it is a bit uh, tactless. They, uh, especially for the times, they've been filming this for how long and... Marvel's known for reshoots and the Russian war has been going on for how long now too? They, I felt like with the scrolls being based there, they're saying, Oh, the nuclear blah, 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 blah. Well, like there's nuclear plants in Japan. They could have done Japan. They could have done like, they could have even done Antarctica for all we fucking Mm. know. They could have done. Yeah. (laughs) It's a spy story. These are supposed to be globetrotters, right? Right. Like it could have been anywhere. Yeah. So that's my little tangent. Um, this is the second time that's happened too, right? Because Winter Soldier, or not, uh, yeah, Falcon and Winter Soldier, they had to like scrap a bunch because of COVID because it was like too recent. And I was like, what? Isn't this the point of, of having all these like fast teams and this amazing machine mm-hmm. of filmmaking that you could be that present? I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with. Marvel and Disney being as almighty as they are. Now, back right. to the... That was my little change. Uh, <laughs> back to the AI situation. So, I know the artist Tom Hodges. Um, I'm not saying I'm, like, the greatest friends with him. I've known him for a long time now. Um, I'm, like, friends of friends with him. and But I still know him. And, Acquaintances. Yes. And... He is an artist. He has worked for Disney. He's done uh, worked for Disney as an artist. His wife works for Disney. Like, so he's very in the Disney realm. Mm. Um, and he actually just, I want to shout out. To, he doesn't know I'm talking about this, but like he did, he did a post on Facebook, very public. He's a very public guy. And okay. um, I, I just want to kind of read off a couple of sentences of what he said about this. Like, First off, he did say he does not support this, <laughs> but yeah, um, he did say no one lost a job over this say, for the AI, right. so no artist was replaced. So it's they just didn't reach out, but no artist was replaced or lost a job or any of that. So there's one thing. It's not like they had art and they said no and scrapped it and then did ai so there's that (laughs) um a lot of the times they do outsource their openings and closing sequences Mm -hmm. so 
it's not typically done. Uh, he lists examples. The company Prologue provided the closing credit sequence for Iron Man. Claws Studios did them for Thor Dark World and Deadpool, so on and so forth. Um, Method Studios has worked on several MCU series, created the opening credits, Loki, Miss Marvel, Moon Knight. So they do a lot of outsourcing. Mm. And he goes on to say, just like you said, AI is a tool. It is not a means to an end. It is a tool. However, one thing that I did not think about was the tool that they're using is they have how what's it's 2023 minus 2007 i don't know do the math i suck at math that many years uh 16 there you go uh look i i haven't slept yet today so i also oh. i just woke up it's morning out here so i've got the fresh brain yeah <laughs> we're sharing uh, my brain right, cell today right right now it's like my midnight like right <laughs> um and uh, he was saying so they've gathered up all 15 16 years of marvel collected data and put that into ai to create these sequences so it's you know so it's all their own shit Mm. that they used ai for now again tom didn't support this i don't support this I think they relied a little too heavily on it. And by no means was this perfect. Like, I think this AI shit was ugly. Yeah. If you want to use AI as a tool, and with Marvel having all that backup imaging and fan art and all that stuff, cool. You know what? You use it. But fuck, is it ugly? And the thing is, like, the still images are bad but i that's partially why i watched the first episode and because it's a little different it like flows as it goes on through the title sequences and it just made it worse in my opinion yeah yeah and it's just it's just ugly i get what they were going for i I get it it's still ugly it's not even if it is ai they could have filtered the ai they could have gone differently with the ai and they just landed with that that's yeah. where I think they got lazy because it's like I've seen AI work and it it can look way better than the shit they put on there. <laughs> yeah. Like, I've seen really good AI work and that just looked hideous. The first thing that came to mind was like, what they do to my man? I am <laughs> not quiet. I'm the biggest Samuel L. Jackson fan out there. What right. the fuck did they do to my man? That is ugly as sin. Like, ugh. <laughs> AI still can't do pupils. It still can't do teeth. It still can't do fingers. Like, yeah, it is a, it is a, it is a Lovecraftian little machine in there. You know, it's still very rudimentary in its form. That's why you need the artist to shape and tool and lean, because, I mean, even like, there there are great things like the the Chat GPT or whatever is like a new AI chatting form, whatever. Mm. Even that has its hiccups and flaws, even though mm. it's just language, yeah, which is a, a smidge easier, so to say, than art. Sure. But mm, look what they did to yeah. my boy. <laughs> the the lack of the, – it's, it's very soulless is what it's describing. Yeah. yeah like 
I think I just read a tweet from um uh screenwriter David Hader. Um he posted about uh people using Chat GBT to um uh write scripts and he's read some of mm-hmm. them and they all felt soulless. They all felt very oh, yeah. empty. Like there's there's no humanity within the story. Like it's very, very standard, like words used in sentences. It's there's no like there's no emphasis or enunciation. It's just very kind of it's almost like uh textbook. Uh yeah. Yeah. It, it feels there's like no te- there's no emotional impact. No you emotional write a impact. sentence. Yeah. You you write a sentence trying to deliver emotional impact the way that you would speak it and a computer writes a correct sentence. Yeah. I and I read that apparently they they uh I can't remember who it was. It was some university. They put an AI into generating new content from other AIs. So it created this endless feedback loop. And eventually, AI incest, I love it. And eventually it ran out of things to talk about. <laughs> it, it kind of like had like a, it kind of had like a, an implosion. And uh, it, that's, they can't really get rid of writers entirely or creators because- There still needs to be that input. You need to have input. We talked about this on the Matrix Revolutions episode. AI requires input. It yeah. doesn't create anything. It just reworks and regurgitates stuff to create a new thing. It's these, but it's still in its infancy. So you're getting these weird kind of homunculus mongoloid things that really don't have a soul. And yeah. then you end up with shit like this. Like, I know this is just the credit sequence, but it's indicative of a bigger problem. They did this during a writer's strike. Yeah. That looks bad. That looks really, really bad. And a, ri- a writer's strike around AI. Around, around the use of AI in yeah. our system. And yeah. Disney just said, fuck you. Like we're gonna do it anyways. Like that, this is that the, right there this is, is indicative the peak of the problem. Of scabdom right here. Yeah. Mm. Like, oh, we don't need people to be scabbed. We can just have the computer do it for you. It's like because it can't say no. Because it can't say Yet. no. <laughs> no I, it, I will say. That it it can be fun though sometimes. I, I do want to do like a little mini shout yeah. out to our friends. Yeah. At, I I want to do a little mini shout out to her friends, uh, Two Chicks and a Horror Flick. So <laughs> Tawny, she, I just listened to one of their new episodes and they do like a little recap, like two minute recap thing. And she was like, for shits and giggles, she put it into chat GPT for the recap of the movie they were doing. Mm. <laughs> and, she, and it was actually the funniest thing ever it was they, they were doing cloverfield and it was like oh, trying no. to be but the thing is that it was they were trying to be like chat gpt trying to be like sassy with it wow and it was like would you look at that huh and like so it was funny as shit <laughs> um so it can't it's not all bad it's not um yeah it's it's an interesting uh, it's an interesting it's still uh, a tool. It is it's still a curiosity a tool. Yeah. It's a curiosity. If like there's all those AI generated like what would this movie look like if it was done in the eighties? Like and it's little like photos of like what it would look like. Yeah. That, that's kinda cute. Like but it's not I would never lean on it as a creative thing. <laughs> it's and, and just you're pointing out exactly like how it should be used as like an inspiration board. Like I when when the if AI first came up and I was thinking about pitch decks. I'm and deep in in our bludgeoning pitch deck and I'm going, "Man, if I could use AI to churn out a storyboard that looks like what we've already shot, 
to sell this movie, that's a that's a great use of the tool of AI, right? Because right. it's yeah. still our genuine genuine inspiration running it. But like that, it, it and and I, I want to go into like a big darkness in AI is who's running it. Because yeah. like not it's there not all know. the same, and we're not talking about the same. Like when I bring up AI in Premiere, the that's syncing audio, that's um, that's editing uh, uh, audio, that that you know has machine learning built into the way it processes audio. That's not the same AI as a Chat GPT, which no. is a, an AI generator, which is run by your like software tech firm bros, right? Like these are the uh, the scabs of the tech world mm-hmm. making technology for scabs in the creative world like it, it that that's a huge issue just with the ai use uh here in the marvel project i don't know what yeah. generator they use I, I won't make any speculations that way but uh to get the images that they got i'm i'm assuming that I, that they didn't bring in an ai expert that they didn't bring in somebody to like to clean this up cuz this doesn't look like the cleaned up AI yeah. at the end. Yeah, it does look it, enough. It still looks like a rough draft, and that's and that's where I'm getting my biggest issues from. It's they've. I feel like they've gotten so lazy, and I get right. that there's a writer strike. I get that they're an uphill battle. I get that they're, you know, like people still have to work. They still have to put this content out. I get it. Uh, whatever, but. There's so much capital that they can use, and they're just they're right. just being lazy. And I know Kevin Feige recently has come out and said, "Like, look, this isn't the Marvel that I created." Basically, um, yeah, isn't he not running anything anymore? He's it's just his name, but it's not really him in charge. Yeah, because he's like, "This isn't what I created. This isn't the universe that happened," and it's true. It's so, before there was a plan, it all came to, just like the A-team. I love it when a plan comes together, you know? Um, and and it's, nothing's coming together anymore. Everything feels so disjointed, and it's it's upsetting. It's, it, it's, I, I miss old Marvel. I yeah. miss being so excited and wanting to be tired and going to the midnight premiere want i would even just going back to the tv shows i was so fucking excited for wandavision because that was the first thing that they were doing that was the first thing was hyped up this is before they released the other 50 shows you know and like they had titles they came out the gate with something unique too right like the first three episodes are are something we've never seen before. Exactly. Yeah. They put so much love, love it or hate it, they put so much love and care into those first couple episodes. I saw the behind-the-scenes look for all those episodes. That everything was um, practical effects. They used an actual live TV audience to reflect the, the time and the sitcoms that they were reflecting. Like, just so much care went into it. Like I said, if you love it or hate it, whatever wasn't your favorite, was your favorite. I personally loved WandaVision. Mm. Where the fuck is that now? Yeah. Where now is you it? have and- Now you've got, like, She-Hulk with its awful CGI. And it's like, 
you know, while the show itself is like fine, it's just the CGI is just like, God, he went from WandaVision down to that. Love it or hate it, at least the end sequence had real art by artists and it was very good. Yes. So I do do like the She-Hulk end credit drawings. I liked those. Yeah, a, 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 a lot of comic artists. A lot of comic artists have come out against what's been happening. I think uh, Jimmy Palmiotti. I think Tom King also spoke out about this, mm. and they've all said, "Yeah, don't don't do this. Like we're already struggling for work as it is." Yeah, yeah. The, it, oh, it they really makes hired it look Joe bad. Schmo off the street. I yeah. Uh, my coworker, she's a brilliant artist. I posted just little doodles she did for me on post-it notes for me at work, mm. and they're gorgeous. She yeah. would fucking do it. And that's just her doodling for two minutes at work. And I'm like, Jesus, this is gorgeous. And she's like, yeah, whatever. And I'm like, no, no, no. Fuck this AI shit. Hire my friend. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, and like, this is this is the beginning, too. Like, we are only seeing the first waves. This is the, in a couple years, you're going to see actors being handed sides with AI script. And they're going to have a question. Like, what was the inspiration behind this line, Mr. Director? How are you going to answer that if the AI spit that shit out? Yeah. You know what I mean? What, like, what were you thinking but when you were imagining this line? Lay, lay out the, the idea for me. Well, I wasn't, actually. This, this got pumped out of a fucking computer. Yep. So just read it as you want. Dude, actors are going to lose their fucking minds. They're going to go, no, I'm not going to read this drivel. This bu- I used to do Shakespeare. I'm not going to read yeah. this fucking computer diarrhea. And... and we're going to have a second strike. Well, here's the thing that's interesting. That's never going to be used for something like smaller, more independent, creatively driven films. It's only going to be the big tentpole blockbuster films that have been coming out. And this year has so you been mean pretty like sh- fa- Fast 25, you mean? Yes. This, <laughs> this year has been pretty dog shit for these bigger movies. We've had like three that have been good. We had uh, Across the Spider-Verse, John Wick Chapter 4, and Guardians 3. Everything else... There's been, what, 20 of these things that have come out this year? They've all been dog shit because they have the same cliche dialogue. The effects aren't done. Like, the movies are marketed as being, like, big tentpole, like, we're going to build a franchise from this. Like, The Flash just came out, and it's terrible. Like, this is the For problem. many reasons. <laughs> For many reasons. And, but, that's the Still thing. Still only like, my Michael Keaton. <sighs> well, that, that, this, this, these movies all feel the same they feel mm. like they're generated by an ai anyways like ai doesn't actually create anything new we said it regurgitates stuff now look at the flash yeah hey what's in there hey it's nick cage superman hey look at that it's michael keaton from the old but it's, it's regurgitation it's These are- general zod from the first dc movie yeah <laughs> it is literally just ai generated movies these movies have no soul anymore. <laughs> like, like, it, like John Wick Chapter 4, you could never create that with an AI. You know, you mm. could never create that. With, like, you think an AI could do that one 90-second shot where it's the, the hotline Miami shot where he's taking out guys <laughs> with the dragon breath ammunition? You mean the one Oliver Stone hated? Oh, oh yeah, Oliver Stone, you're an asshole, and you suck as a filmmaker now. Like, yes, the, the guy that made Scar- that wrote Scarface says that this is disgusting. Sure, yeah, just sure, yeah. Aren't you in? Aren't you in debt now? <laughs> what an asshole! 
I, uh, I I had some other issues with just the show Secret Invasion. I if you guys I didn't are watch it. I didn't watch it. I don't intend to watch it. So go ahead and spoil it. I don't care. Oh, uh, I mean, uh, there's nothing to spoil in the first episode, right? Like it's it's a U.S. Russia war that they're trying to stop with nefarious background that we have no idea what the scrolls are up to. Did we cover um, this with Winter Soldier? Yeah, I mean, it, it feels a lot like Winter Soldier again. Um, regurgitation. We've done this story already. I, I think my my biggest issue though, um, nobody's talking about it. There's like beyond beyond the AI stuff, like there was no there was no like excitement drum up on Twitter or TikTok. There was no like cameo sightings. Is there anybody yeah. in this beyond the like I, I haven't seen anybody pop up as as saying that they're gonna be in this show. Um, it it's kind of run, Bob brought up in his recent review of it that it's just kind of Disney's kind of running it off the radar because of the topic material, and it's like, how many times are you guys going to be on topic and then run away from it? Yeah, because they did the same thing with Winter Soldier or the Falcon and Winter Soldier, and they didn't need to. Like, we all watched it anyways, and we all were like, oh yeah, there. I guess there was a virus storyline in here. We would have been fine. Like. You would have got some jokes on Twitter. We like to joke about dark stuff, as we've learned with this submarine thing. But like, uh, it's weird to me. My new favorite dumb story of the year. That's the that's do redo the Darwin Awards, please. We need them to come back just (laughs) for this. Can I just do an asterisk real quick on that? Just like make all the jokes you want. I feel bad for the kid. I say my yeah, yeah. The the one the one I would feel bad for is him because he was like what was it nineteen. He was 19. Yeah. He was forced to go. He was guilted into it yeah. because his dad wanted to go with him for his Father's Day gift. I said my piece. Yeah. Feel bad for the kid. The rest of them, that's on them. Yeah. But I feel bad so for it, the kid. It's Anyways. also worth noting, everyone's freaking out about uh, these five people that were on this submarine where they knew where they were going and knew how dangerous it could be. There was a ship that was off the coast of Greece that had 700 immigrants on it, and they got stranded and it sunk. Uh, nobody cares. Yeah, and there's, like, injured and dead. They arrested the woman trying to help them. Did you hear that? Yeah. She's facing 20 years in prison for trying to help the immigrants. Yep. See, this is what happens when you try to, uh, try to you know, help poor people. You get arrested. When you try to help rich people, you get, uh, you get idolized. Yeah. Good job, Planet Earth. Yeah, and and I hear you there, Hope. Like, I, hey, I'm, scroll, I'm, take I, I've, me now. <laughs> I've not seen a single sub joke that's made fun of the kid in the situation either. I think a yeah. lot of people are going like, "That is the the unfortunate aspect of like a dad choosing to do that for their kid." That's almost the saddest part of all this. That they no, would make it was that the dad. He he just wanted his son with him. It's not that he no. Did yeah, it for exactly. His kid. Like he didn't do it for his kid. He just made the kid go right no also, exactly like do, the, doing it wasn't it his company and he he said uh yeah safety is waste <laughs> they knew it was unsafe engineering tiktok is going nuts over the fact that he was combining uh i think it was ceramic and galvanized steel or, or uh, carbon, fiber. Carbon, carbon fiber carbon fiber and, and and it's like dude of course this happened like the reason we tell you not to do this in the textbooks is because of this and the guy's like on video going yeah no i just think that's dumb and i'm gonna do it my own way on the fucking video about how he built the sub talking about how he doesn't think the galvanized steel thing's an important issue anywho anywho 
we're just mad at the world today. <laughs> I'm going to mix toilet cleaner and bleach. Oh, no, you've created mustard gas. Dude. I will say we, yeah, that, it, yeah. Let, and I'm, I'm taking creative control of this, of this, we're going to switch topics. I was switching back to Secret Invasion. Get yeah. back to the scroll. Hence why I said, scrolls take me now. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I, the, the show itself is like, it's fine. I don't, I, it's a, it's a spy procedural, which is really not my jam. So like. Uh, I like I don't I didn't watch the Americans. I know it's good. I didn't watch a lot of those like big spy shows that were coming out in the two thousands. It's just not my jam. Um, I like, like I barely like James Bond. <laughs> so uh, it's it's just it is it, it feels like more of the same Marvel with all of the issues and none of the upsides. Like we don't even have good reaction gifts from Samuel L. Jackson in this show. Like he's the lead, and they're not giving him shit to do. I feel like, I, am I kind of the only one that's a little tired of Sam Jackson as Nick Fury? Because he doesn't do anything. He's not, like, he doesn't really have a lot of energy, you know? I, I, well, I mean, of, he's pushing 80, right? Yeah. Like, like, I really think they need to kind of switch over to the other Nick Fury or another universe's Nick Fury. Like, you know, I'm not saying bring back David Hasselhoff, but I'm saying, like, bring in... <laughs> like, Bring this into play in the first episode, actually. Uh, Maria Hill basically says, Nick, you're not ready. You've changed. You're not the same. Yeah, you're so old. Get the, yeah, she's like, you, you may feel like you're responsible or whatever, but if you don't know what you're doing, you're just going to hurt yourself and everyone else. Yeah. Uh, they did bring that into play. I... The show seems insistent that that the that the snap changed him. I'm curious how that will play out, but yeah, I think it's honestly one of those things where Sam Jackson had a contract, mm. and uh, he had to be on for X amount of projects because he is connected to the Nick Fury character. That's why they like they've killed him like five times, but he's still there. Mm. Well, that's normal um, in the comics. They kill him off, and he just magically appears again. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's a bit. But, yeah, like, but, like yeah, I, I um, wish they would just turn that into a full bit in the MCU yeah, but, now. What, what yeah, are those called? But, uh, life model decoys. They keep using those yeah. over and over again in the comics. <laughs> yeah. So, but as as for this realm, this TV show, this series, whatever these movies, I think it's just a contract issue. Mm. Um, and again, the writer strike—they're not giving him much to do because. They can't write for it. Yeah. Now, I I think I'm one of the few people have actually read Secret Invasion, like, before it was, like, before it was talked about being a thing. Mm. Like, I did read it because I thought it was fucking interesting. Um, the entirety of this, like, saga, it involves the entirety of the Marvel Universe. Like, the end fuck entirety. You get every single character, big and small, all across the board. Like, there, there's characters coming out of the woodwork when I was reading it. I was like, holy shit, that was like a bit player in the 80s in two comics for five seconds and they's in this, you know? Like, mm -hmm. literally everybody. And they break off into these factions that are completely intertwined and mixed and 
not only that, but there's a whole thing with the Illuminati because the Illuminati comes together and they're like, how do we know that we can trust? And there's like this thing where, you know, they're like, well, the scroll might be one of us and we're supposed to be the Illuminati leading all of our factions. What do we do? And there's a whole sequence where there's a giant group of people from X-Men, Fantastic Four, the Avengers, like uh, all these different things where they're like taken away, replaced with Skrull because there's a new, there's a, a faction of Skrull that can actually mimic powers and not just imaging and mm. everything. So they were like copying these people's powers and it's just this this whole thing where they they are like, all these people with powers it's not just a spy thing it's all these people with powers are pitted against each other because they're like i i don't even know and there's all these sub stories of like even lovers they're like yeah, I loved you and now you're a scroll and now I know you're trying to kill me and my life it, it's a big thing where it's everything is mm. totally and it's not just like on a on a war scale like I said it's like people they're like I've been in love with you for 10 years I thought you were this person what happened to this person I was in love with like mm. you know so it's it's it goes down to the base levels and it, it it's so much more involved. yeah it, it's it sounds like what really really resonated you with in you was how it like went down into the fabric of the m the marvel stuff you had read up to yes. that point like it like it felt like it was was deep baked in there and yeah like that that is it, it that's a lot that's a that's a a, a huge kind of narrative to try to pull off like they they they're at one point in the savage lands because they're like yeah the scrolls haven't touched this place. Like no <laughs> you're the first people in like a millennia to come down here. And they're like, "Oh, well what about them?" They're like, "Okay, that's like one person, but like literally nobody else." Yeah. Yeah. And that's the like savage, the safe is, is the savage land supposed to be the Amazon? No, no it's it's, uh, it's the it's, savage it's like lands it, is like a down in the arctic. It's under the arctic cap. And like, oh, oh okay. it's I like a land. <laughs> so, <laughs> it, it, it's this kind of think of like prehistoric times still preserved, but under the surface. Oh, so it's like the hollow earth theory. That bullshit. Yeah. 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 So it, it, back back when they were pulp comics, it was just like, oh, yeah. OK, of course, there's a continent underneath of Antarctica. Mm -hmm. And now it's like. Okay, we're keeping it because everyone likes the dinosaurs and stuff that live there. Okay, but uh, but like it functionally, <laughs> yeah, functionally, yeah, um, yeah. Mr. Sinister set up base there, and mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. it was like off the map, off the grid, he had all these things he could fuck around with. These dinosaurs he could do experiments on. There's this whole thing, um, yeah. And I like that too because it, they they brought that bit thing into place saying. This is untouched. Scrolls don't even know the fuck we're here. And that yeah. was like their safe haven. Like, oh shit. Well, at least we know we're good here. And then yeah. they're like, oh, well, the people who came down, there was like three scrolls mixed in with the people who went to, and then they're like, oh fuck. And then there was a battle. And like, there's all the, and, and the thing is, it doesn't take place with 
just Nick Fury. It it's yeah. literally there's seven different storylines going on all at once. This secret invasion, there that's not happening. Yeah. yeah. It's not. I mean, a, a lot of these adaptations of these storylines, like they're very distant. Like Captain America Civil War is not the story from the comic. <laughs> it's oh, not. no, yeah. It's no. very different. So Obviously, like, but... Yeah. But there's a difference between going off in your own direction and, like, a lot of the things are at least loosely based. This ain't loosely based. Yeah. That's where I'm coming from. Oh, yeah. From. Th- yeah, they, they've gone from, like... Um, you know, kind of a, a huge affects the entire Marvel universe kind of story that that's tied into the secret invasion because it turns into Secret Wars, right? That's like yeah. that's huge stuff mm-hmm. for everybody. That's black suit Spider Man. That's you know, th- there's a lot because of big they don't stuff know that who to trust, and then they like the the younger Avengers come out of it because a lot of the older people are killed through these things, and then there's other things that, like it's it's a huge thing. It it and that's. My issue is you can do your The show feels like Manchurian Candidate. You know what I mean? It feels small. It feels focused. It's so like this is wrapped up in this tiny little thing where it's supposed to explode. And maybe it's maybe it's a budgetary thing. Maybe they just they just didn't give them the budget because they blew all their money on all this other crap. Then don't make it. (laughs) I agree. Like (laughs) save it for a movie. Do that. Not even a movie. Just don't do this. There's a thousand other Marvel like sagas they can do. Yeah. Well, don't and, do this and let's one. let's let's run this back as if everything had gone to plan for Marvel. You're telling me this is the launch point for your big secret invasion Kang storyline is going to be this teeny tiny Manchurian candidate thing. That's with with and again, like maybe there's a bunch of cameos. Maybe this is like. They've they've kept the lid on like one of the best things they've ever made. I I just I'm there's six episodes to do that in, and I'm I'm not, I'm not seeing that. I'm not feeling it. I somehow doubt it because like, like how how often is it that they keep stuff secret for that long in movies like this? Right. Like they it came out that killed off Martin Freeman. Yeah, and doesn't Maria Hill um, also bite it as well? At like, the end of the first episode. Yeah, it's like you know, it's not that ex- like Maria Hill was like a was like a cameo character in this universe. Like she barely had any presence. I'm pretty sure she was just like, yeah, why am I here? <laughs> like she, and that's a sad thing too because I love her character in the series. Yeah, not, like like. Yeah, go read. Uh, there's a book series uh, called Secret Warriors that uh, John Hickman wrote. It's, it was his like Nick Fury is like disavowed from Shield, and he's kind of like it's just it basically it was the sort it was the story that they adapted for Agents of Shield when Shield oh, gets cool. dis- gets disbanded after uh, Winter Soldier. That's just yeah. that story. That's all it is, and it's really really good. <laughs> it's, wow. It's, yeah, it's really amazing. It's, it think it's all collected at this point in an omnibus, but it's um. It's it's what they should have done is just if Shield is this kind of off the beaten path like it's just like five people now. That's do not that. It. Make it the A team. Like stop trying yeah. to do this stuff. Make something new. Like don't adapt this story because you've already been written into a corner with the ending of Captain Marvel, where it's like, oh no, they're good guys now. Like, well then why are they back now? 
Yeah, yeah. The the idea that like, and again, they're they're the the narrative that they've been trying to spell. I was here for the the like the scrolls are good guys now in Captain Marvel. I yeah. was yeah. I was like that's a cool twist. It gives this this universe its own little thing. They can kind of do whatever, and then they come back in the series and go. So the scrolls are here, and a bunch of them are good, but some of them are bad. Yeah, and it's well, like they're doing like I, they, they're leaning towards the whole like young rebel thing because that's what it is. All these like, why haven't we found? Because in in the mm. comics they were going off prophecy, whereas this they're just like angsty teens wanting their own home. Yeah, and that's the big difference. Like, literally, it's. This whole thing, like prophecy, their planet was destroyed. It wasn't just taken over, but it was destroyed. They're going off prophecy. That's why they went to Earth. There, there's this whole succession. Whereas, literally, it's just, boy, I'm gonna r- r- get out of my mom's basement and get my own house. <laughs> Meh. I mean, That's I'm fine with it. I'm fine with a distant adaptation, but do it with a purpose. Mm. Like Guardians of the Galaxy. Those are that. Those are not adapting anything from the comics. Like, who, no, who, but I love them. I know, that's the thing. Like, like who cares? Like, that's the thing. If you can make a thing that is, you know, so good that you forget that it's an adaptation, perfect. Done, you've done it right. right. But yeah. this is right. leaning on, have you read Secret Invasion? This is kind of like that. Is it? Because of what you guys are describing, this is not enticing me to ever want to watch the show. I, I, I'm going to let it finish, and then I'm yeah. going to see what the reaction is to it before I d- dive back in. Unless it's like turns into this thing that we're hoping because it could be dude if we get to stop in to the places around around the mcu swinging through new asgard and there's a scroll there swinging through you know the guardians outpost and there's a scroll there like 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 expand our yeah yeah exactly like expand our world out and really show the the reach of the scrolls to this point damn you might get me back in but then you have to pay that off in like what, like three or four episodes. At that point, make the fucking movie. Like, don't yeah. make a show. Make the movie. We we have brought this up before that a lot of these shows they really could have been films. They re- because and I, and the reason they make them into TV shows is because they they have mandated from the people that are at the top they have to be shows. So they pad out everything yep. so that way you keep your Disney Plus subscription. It's a business model. It's not yeah. from a, it's not done from a creative standpoint. It's done from a financial standpoint. It's just there because hey, we don't want you to leave, and that's why they keep running over this the production and release schedules of these shows. So the moment one show ends, another one picks up, and then you keep mm-hmm. your Disney Plus subscription. Isn't making movies and TV shows so magical? <laughs> so magic. Sorry to sound cynical, but, you know. But that's with any subscription thing, though. The difference being is that where... Oh, I know, but but it's it's so obvious. (laughs) Let me finish! (laughs) With a lot of subscriptions and things like that, they have multi like multiple different shows and tvs and movies that they go off of the one thing with disney is they're relying too heavily on like one thing and that's where it's getting the fatigue it's Mm. you know they're relying on you to just only want to come back for marvel and star wars whereas like yeah me with hulu they're like oh well there's original content there's this there's that there's or like hbo yeah we have our own shows, but they're all way different, and they're coming out at different times, and, you know, 
So, like, whereas there's still things coming out, it's not always the same. So I'm not getting that fatigue. Like, I, like Righteous Gemstones is out right now. And yeah. I love that. And then, like, um, I'm in love with the White Lotus. So, and that was earlier this year. Like, I, I'm going to keep those around because of these shows. But it's not the same shit. <laughs> yeah, well, it and feels also, different. Yeah, the, those shows are also attempting to give you something new. Like, they are... Mm-hmm very new IPs and I, a big issue strapping down these like Disney shows is they they lean on the fact that you've been watching them already so they need to feel comfortable they need to feel like stuff that the the because we, we're the analytical audience they're not making this for us they're making it no. for the general audience and so they want the general yeah. audience to step into like oh this feels like Marvel so now I'm comfortable and this feels good um, and we're coming at this from like well if the intro art is soulless and dead and the source material is lively, but the the resulting TV show is a little soulless and dead. And the like, we're just kind of pointing out that maybe a few of these projects are are a little puppeteered instead of being like these righteous gemstones type TV show that's going out of its way to show you something you've never seen before. They just want to know if they can. They want to know if yeah. they can pull off a scene uh, where like a bunch of guys roll up to beat the shit out of a pastor. You know what I mean? Like they want to see if they can. You'll never see that. They'll, no one ever wants to push those kind of buttons in the MCU. Um, and so they they have to play super safe. And so we're I think we're just trying to figure out like where can they play to their strengths, which I, I hope what you were saying at the beginning almost broke my heart because I feel the same way. I miss getting excited to go to those midnight releases knowing yes. that it's going to be a banger of stuff Dude. I've never seen before. I know. Like, yeah. So back then I worked at Jungle Mills Best Buy and like we would all get off work like a group of us from Best Buy run over to the theater on the opposite side of the mall. We'd all like hire flasks and shit. And like, we were just like, it it was like such an event. It wasn't even just like, it it wasn't even just like, oh, I went to the men. Like it was like, it was an event. You got your friends. It was a thing. You stayed out till three o'clock in the morning and went to a Denny's to discuss the film afterwards, you know? (laughs) Yes. Like that was just the thing. And I, I miss those days. And the thing is, it wasn't even that long ago. Yeah. That's the sad part. It wasn't even that long ago. Right, right. I, I highly doubt anybody's going to be doing that for the new Indiana Jones movie, considering the reviews that have been coming down. <laughs> oh, Christ. I'm sh- I'm to be shocked if they're showing that movie after 9 p.m. <laughs> oh, God. Why you got to break my heart Jeez. like that? What happened to Listen, my Listen, I love I Indiana Jones as much as the next <laughs> Oh, I I have one other. I I don't know if this is a an issue with the show itself or maybe a a larger issue yeah. that I'm just taking issue with with Marvel. I don't like the way that they are leaning on the idea of groups of revenu- revolutionary young people as their villains. They've done it twice now. Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, and yep. here in Secret Invasion, the whole story is about the kids of the Skrulls from Captain they did Marvel. That on- they did that in Picard season three as well. They there's something about revolutionary young people that our television is is trying to tell us they're bad guys, and that's copaganda, kids. I'm telling you straight out the gate, that is yeah. copaganda. It's you know, it's rich old white people are in charge. What do you expect? It's it's uh, yeah, and it's, like I get it. 
It's a metaphor. We we can't get to Young Avengers soon enough. That's what I'm saying. It, when we have a, when we have a group of young people that are going like, okay, I get where you're coming from, but we need to do this without killing people. Um, I, I'll be on board with it, but until we get there, it just feels like they're shitting on Gen Z because they can, and it's yeah. like, dog, that's your audience, and they're going to leave you quick because they are real choosy about what movies they're into. They will worship a movie that's genuine, and they will flush a, a turd at this point. Like I've never seen a generation write off bad movies as quickly as Gen Z does. They're just like, mm-hmm. I don't even need to know about it. It, it that's a it's a double edged sword with Gen Z I feel because like we're all the three of us are millennials, yeah. Um, my bro, like I, it's it's one of those things where it's like I get where they're coming from, but at the same time I'm like, so like it it's that fine line, and I'm like, mm, okay, yeah. I support yeah. you here, but let's take it down a little bit, guys. Like I got you, I'm gonna back you. Just bring in just a smidge, just just a smidge, guys. Like, come on. <laughs> we don't yeah. have to cancel Scarface. We know he's the villain, you know. <laughs> yeah, like I, it's it's like all right, we we get it. We just just you know cal- calm down just a, just just a little bit. Again, I'm gonna support you. I'm gonna nurture you. I'm gonna love you. But bro, you can't go swinging on literally everything. <laughs> And that's the thing. It's I'm getting tired, man. I don't even have. It, honestly, I'm gonna make this metaphor at at work. I I'm in my 30s. I'm not even like old. And everyone at my job calls me mom. I'm like, bro, I'm getting tired. Come on. <laughs> like, yeah. Please help me. I want. I want- I want to say it was like three or four years ago. There was a meme that came out. I can't remember what it was in re- in relation to, but the meme was just stop being offended by literally everything. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just stop, okay? It's making you guys look worse. It, stop putting like, your energy into stuff you don't like. Okay, just just say just say I didn't like that and move on with your day. Mm. That's the thing, you know. It's like so. I wish I had their energy to hate this shit. Right. <laughs> like yes, we're all passionate about stuff. Don't yeah. get me wrong, but bro, I wish I could bottle that energy. I could use some. Right. Yeah. Like it, it's like we we obviously on our show Film Rescue we hate on the, the movies that we watch because that's the point. Like we because we we don't hate the people involved most of the time. We, no. we just we just typically just be like, hey, this is dog shit. Let's point out the reasons why. We have a reason to have a problem with it. Remember when we did the uh, fix it? We also yeah, well yeah, film 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 rescues about like why narrative doesn't doesn't work. It's pointing out the the missteps and then trying to to fill in the pothole. Yeah, remember when we did the uh, the first season of Split the Difference? We did the zero hour versus airplane episode, and I pointed out those two women that were pissed off that airplane is so offensive now to modern culture. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It was like two fifteen year old girls, and I'm just like. can you just shut the fuck you up? You don't even have your minutes? driver's licenses yet. <laughs> you don't get to complain about they're, that. They're, they're practicing having opinions. You know what I mean? Like we yes. all we all did that at fifteen. We all practiced our yeah. 
our opinions the, the difference um, is we didn't have the internet like they do that's no yeah, yeah no dude we were so protected from that holy shit yeah w- one of their complaints was uh the sequence where the woman's freaking out in the airplane and all the people line up to beat the shit out of her in the in the chair and they're like this isn't funny this is this is abuse and i'm like did you not Dog. see the joke <laughs> y- you know i would do the same thing in an airplane with a baby i would do the same bit <laughs> with a baby like that's that's how you feel when you're in an airplane with a baby sometimes yeah. that's the that's so, the joke the, the point I, i've got a little that the, the like whole, mike Ciclasa says that's the joke <laughs> the, the whole thing about the this whole like young rebels being the enemy it needs to come to a head like there needs to be this common ground and yeah I think yeah what they're trying to do with these young avengers like you have miss marvel you have you know uh hawkeye's sidekick you have kate bishop you you know the spider-man he's the the, the bridge gapper because he's like the kid of the avengers but he's going to be part of the you know you have um i think they're gonna put miles morales in there they're gonna make him live action I really do. Yeah. Um, but but the, the, the point is, is that I think once we get these, because we don't really have a Gen Z hero. Miss like Marvel start, was their, was their first to like, get it, like I said, we're starting to get it through like Miss Marvel and everything, which is great. Starting to, but we don't have that true hero yet. So right. I feel like once we get that, Things will start to balance out, but we can't do that if we're doing things like scrolls and and Nick Fury and mm. you know like Nick Fury is literally there's a conversation in the first episode where he's like, "Oh, what did you get for your midlife crisis?" And Nick Fury said, "My midlife crisis the was Avengers. the Avengers." <laughs> He no, said, my, that, my midlife crisis birthday gift to myself was the Avengers, and it's like that line was so funny. And in that instance, you're already dating it 10, 20 years from that midlife crisis. He right. is literally the epitome of old in this, like in more ways than one. We we have to end this, you know. Yeah, yeah. E- yeah. Even in the Secret Invasion comics, he wasn't old. Like, he was older, but he wasn't old. Yeah. So, and that's a big gap, too. So, I I think there's a lot of flaws. Maybe they'll save it. Maybe I'll be surprised. Maybe we can all get over this AI bullshit. Oh, God. I I would not be surprised if they changed it. I I think the backlash has been so harsh that they're probably, they're going to bring in artists and be like, yeah, fix it. Just throw that throw out this this shitty AI no, thing. No, they're gonna... sticking to their guns, dude. It's oh, only six episodes. It. It's only six episodes. Yeah, they're not. And they want you to forget, anything. anyways. Like they're they're not promoting this super hard. Uh, they want you to kind of sweep this one under the rug and get ready for the summer lineup. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. We've all said our piece. I've got a little chaser for us if we want to run away from Secret Invasion. Sure. More superhero news. Who's stoked for? Craven. Seth. Um, <laughs> I have. This is so stupid. I what? have so Fucking many lion's blood. That's what you're leaning on. I have so many questions. First of all, 
how is AI so good that they could recut the Morbius trailer with Aaron Taylor oh. Johnson and a lion? At, like, it's exactly the same trailer as the Morbius trailer. <laughs> I'm pretty sure like, it's going to be the same movie. Like I said earlier on, these movies feel like they're made by an AI, so of course they're going to just do that. I want to leave now. Oh, did you guys God. see? Did you guys see? Someone pointed out that Russell Crowe has played a lot of superhero dads, and then he yeah. quote, he quote tweeted and he said, "Fertile in in multiple universes." <laughs> well, he played fucking what was it? Zeus. Zeus, Superman's dad, and Craven's dad. Now, no, but yeah, I'm saying, he literally played. Do you not know Zeus? Zeus is a whore, of course. Yeah, well, yeah. that's why they got Russell Crowe. It's funny. Yeah. God. Uh yeah, so Craven, um, what the fuck? Like, it won't be good, right? God no. But, but here's the only thing: it's R rated. That's the draw. Because everyone was like, "Why isn't Venom R rated?" And it they can't finally... be worse than Morbius. And that's no, a hundred percent. Not anything with Jared Leto is just worse. Yeah, by th- there's association. nothing. Yeah. Is this supposed to tie into that Secret Six movie or that not Secret Six, uh, Sinister Six? Yeah, that's. Is that still okay. happening? I don't <laughs> know. Does Avi Arad have like dementia and he just keeps like running back to the last time he had Spider-Man products coming out and he goes, yeah, we're going back to that, right? And it's like. No, dude. Nobody wants the Sinister Six from oh. Amazing Spider-Man 2. Nobody's clamoring for that. Oh, gosh. Anywho. And, and, and the, the 1% of people who are, you might get what you're asking for, dog. Like, it might happen anyways. Oh, God. I, I think we've come to a head at this point. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as you said Craven, I was about to just turn off my shit. No, uh, yeah. I, <laughs> wait, uh, was it El Muerto was supposed to start shooting? Madam Web is wrapped up. Sony, you're really desperate, aren't you? <laughs> to build a universe in this bullshit. What if the Madam Web trailer has her getting a drop of old woman blood into her bloodstream? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure they've trademarked that image at this point. Because, like, they've been doing that one for a hot minute. The the blood into somebody's bloodstream CGI shot. Oh, On that note, go... I'm about to put some air into my bloodstream so I can die from this shit. Yeah. Uh, is there anything good yeah, coming out this done. summer? Is, uh, super, <laughs> I don't... is there anything superhero movie-wise that we're looking forward to this summer? Like, genuinely? Nope. <laughs> we got everything. Um, Barbie. <laughs> oh, didn't Oppenheimer move its release date? Didn't yeah. that move? Barbie? Yes! Uh, they fucking Barbie's... blinked! They blinked! <laughs> <laughs> that's, my, that's my take. It's my new superhero movie for the summer's Barbie. Uh, Listen, I can get why they moved because they want it to be an Oscar season thing. I get it. But at the same time, it's like just the fact that they just were like, "Yeah, we're not gonna compete with Barbie." Don't play chicken with Greta Gerwig, man. She will come for your fucking throat. <laughs> She'll drop that two thousand one A Space Odyssey trailer and say, "Bitch, we're both getting Oscars." I want to know what Christopher Nolan thought about that trailer, being like, "This is my competition," and then everyone's just like, "Barbie, Barbie, Barbie." He's like, 
fucking kids. <laughs> but but don't you remember that human atrocity that Americans committed on the Japanese? I want to talk about that. <laughs> and we're like, um, I think we want to talk about Barbie. We're we, we've had enough atrocities, man. Dude, God, I've been I boasting just... for Barbie for so long now. I am, yeah. I'm I'm my ass is gonna be in that seat like the first day. Am I the only one that really just doesn't give a shit about Oppenheimer? Am I the only like I feel like I'm the only person that doesn't care? I like I am more interested in his production than the actual movie. If you look at certain theatrical releases he's doing, they had to get special theaters for his film, like literal film version, and it's like two tons of film or some shit like yeah yeah i saw that that real that that giant was it wasn't like it's, a didn't like weigh like a ton or something like that it's like 600 pounds i think yeah, jesus christ like, dude yeah so it's it's crazy so i'm yeah. that's more interesting to me than the movie so and guess what all of it's going to be condensed on a little blu-ray that you're going to be able to watch in your home <laughs> all that's that effort so interesting to me I can't. I can't wait to stream that on the back of an airplane TV or you know, seat TV. That's exactly where I'm going to be Even watching Oppenheimer on my phone on a bus. Yeah, just the way Chris Nolan intended. Ooh, I'm going to watch it on my iPad in four three. Hell yeah, baby! <laughs> I'm going to do uh, it in my. I'm going to do it in my little girl Barbie pink Jeep down the driveway. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, that that's okay. That I'm all joked out. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. All right. Let let's wrap this one up. Yeah. yeah. Oh um, God. Yeah. So yeah, we've said our piece about Secret Invasion. We said our piece about AI. Shout out to all the the comic fans who have read this. We I'd love to know your opinions on this. Um. Yeah, what like reach out to us honestly. Just let us know what you think. You can go to our Patreon. You can come out to our social medias. You can come out to our TikTok Jag- Jaguar Sharks Network TikTok. You can come out to Jaguar Sharks on our Instagram, Twitter. Let us know. I, I these are the types of episodes I like because they start a conversation, and I want you guys out there. To give us your part of the conversation, let us know, dude. If we think if you think we're dumb, put us in our place. Like this is just three <laughs> people's opinions. You know, reach out to us. Let us know. We'll have all of our contact info down below and where else you can find us. Um, but yeah, just reach out to us. I I know I personally love to start the conversation. Love to continue it. So yeah, what's a good way to use AI in filmmaking? That's a great little conversation starter question uh not for you jesse we don't have to answer it's rhetorical for the audience i was gonna say make them the enemy but we've already had like 20 movies oh yeah look it's for the audience to answer (laughs) jesse not you (laughs) just because your birthday's coming up don't mean you're the center of attention right now (laughs) i think that's it (laughs) We still love you, love you guys, love our audience, and I think we're going to wrap up, so good night. 
See you next time. Good night.